guys, welcome to The Roundtable, episode 75. I'm Jenny Walker, the social media ministry leader here at Life Church, and this is Mike Hill, our lead pastor. And, and our see, special the, guest. Yeah, I was going to say, the, I, other, the other time before, like, you don't say, and then I say, and then you say, I took your glory. Yeah. From taking away. Well, I'm not going to say Special that guest. Special guest. You should announce him. I know Michael, but I forget your last name. Hold on. <laughs> Shroll. It's on, Shroll. It's on his shirt. Shroll. It's on his shirt. Okay, yeah, well, Shroll, I knew that. Troll Farms. Shroll. And yeah, I should Shroll. introduce him because... Because he's your father. <laughs> he's your brother-in-law. He's not father-in-law. His brother-in-law. That would be bad. That would be really weird. Hey, I got something to before we get going into this. So how much are you into Halloween? None. Are you, Michael? Like, are you into the Halloween thing? And yeah, I do kind of like Halloween. Yeah, so yeah. like you guys dress up and do all this stuff. Why? What are you going to do? Yeah. Huh? What are you going to yeah. do? Well, again, so I'm an anti, this is what Sarah hates. Like, I'm an anti all holidays. So like All I, holidays? I hate yeah. Christmas. I for That's sure. weird. Huh? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> so I hate Christmas. I Why? Hate, huh? Why? Well, so here's the reason for Christmas. So... Which I love the shouldn't be because huh? you're a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus wasn't born on the 25th anyway. Okay, fair. Oh, he wasn't right, Nick. <laughs> he wasn't. No, <laughs> no. Like our fact checkers should get it. There, there's really nothing in Scripture that says he was born on the 25th, and probably most people would say that he was born in the spring. But what, what Christian Church did is a lot. They took Christian holidays and put them around pagan holidays. And so the whole, like, St. Nicholas thing was a pagan oh. thing. But then they came in and said, well, we're going to celebrate Jesus to offset I did not pagan holidays. So whatever, you know. So it's right. not even really the celebration of Jesus' birth anyway <laughs> on the 25th. So that's one thing that drives me crazy. The other thing is I said, you know what? It's Christmas all year long with these stupid kids. I said, you want to know why the Goodwill thing is not outside of Goodwill anymore? Wait, it's not? On most um, of the Goodwills. When you go around, right. why yeah. do you think most of the Goodwills and Salvation Armies don't put that box out there anymore? Because, because people leave their junk box. Yeah, so they pile all their crap do. in it. <laughs> yeah, is, How yeah. can we have this much crap? All of, This is why. Because we buy people stuff they don't need. Yes, that so is So just because it's Christmas, you go out there and buy them stuff. I'm like, did they not already have a pair of jeans? Did they not already have a shirt? Did they not already have shoes? Do they really need gifts yeah. and at the end of the day then you have closets that are too full yeah laundry that stays out like there's too much stuff mm -hmm. so i'm like why why do we do this and it used to be there i had to do 10 get togethers like 10 get togethers in the month yeah that's that's and ridiculous. You get i remember to get, going through that and you get Wait, together why? with people yeah. that you never talk to yeah. like you never talk to them and you get together like oh it's so good to see yeah. you like i never see you all year but it's great to get together and waste an entire saturday <laughs> sitting around a table <laughs> with somebody that i don't care about yeah. or that i spend any time with at all okay but why and 10 we have to, huh why 10 oh, there's just like the that's thing a lot. is i'm like that's not all totally true. I mean, which part? Well, sometimes yeah, call them out. Sometimes I don't even like get a chance to see people until a Christmas holiday. Yeah, and, so, that's what, and you like I, that part. Yeah, see, I mean, that's, that's why, why you're it gives good. Me a reason to get to see people. Yeah, that I, so that's that why you yeah. are a better man than me. So <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm, that. No, this is that. <laughs> I, I would say you, you know well, me is. well enough to know no, I'm not but, a real good man. No, but the point is, is that's the case. You see, the 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 bad side of me is, is that. 
I have a thousand relationships with tons of people right here, right? Yeah. Right. That I work to keep up on. Yeah. Right? And right. then I try you, to work hard to keep up on. And then it gets to this place where honestly, see him, not see him. I I I'm like, I don't if I didn't see you, this is what's terrible. So if I didn't see you for you the next five years, I don't really out. care. You don't care. It doesn't make me any oh difference. Oh my gosh. Is that no. bad? Even though you had a relationship Look. with him before? With who? I See, mean, I don't think I'm like that. But yeah, I'm not like that. I'll just give you an example. So my Mike, Sarah bad, asked me you're this. You're a bad person. Oh, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. We should have a so game. Sarah, Does this make so me a bad person? So one time I was talking about my brother and sister. Uh huh. And Sarah's like, "You have a brother, Your brother and sister." And sister? You have a brother and sister? I'm like, yeah. I have I've never brother. heard you talk about When's the about last that? time you've no, seen him? he doesn't. Sherry's funeral. When's oh the last my. time you saw him before that? I don't know, maybe two years, three years. What's the age difference between yeah. you guys? My brother's two years older than me, and my sister is probably four years younger oh than me. Oh, my. Huh. That's pretty close. Or like, to... just as an example, like my dad, you know, so my dad, I mean, he only lived an hour away, and I didn't even see him. I, did, I probably go two years and not see him. Wow. Huh. You know, so I'm like... For the people that I'm in relationship with, I'm in relationship with, and I don't really think that much about why. Like, here's an example. Just because they're my flesh and blood, do I have to be in relationship with them? Feels like you do sometimes. Oh, uh, you know, <clears throat> I don't think morally you have to, but usually that those are the people that will help you out when you're Very true. when you're in a bad situation. Very true. No. Yeah, See, I you mean, just got a different family than me. Yeah, then. That, that's the way I always felt. Here like would be it. my guess. My guess would be is, is that right now, if I would take flesh and blood, now outside of you guys now that I'm in this family, but outside of that, flesh and blood compared to my men's group or compared wow. to you and Zach. I guarantee you, if I called people from my men's group or you guys, I would get a much faster response than I would from somebody that's my flesh and blood. Well, that's wow. probably true because that's where you spent your time. That's where you built your relationships. Right. So that that is probably true. Yeah. But you don't feel close to your to your brother or anything because you're, I mean, genetically, I you're kind of close. <laughs> yeah. I mean, genetically, your brother. Like, genetically, we came from the same mom. Yeah, yeah you share some things. Yeah, yeah I again, mean, well, I don't know. I always, I, it's a different bond. I mean, so you're me, fit. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are different. Like you guys do everything together. Oh, they do. Like every Sunday. We, don't always, hosts we something. don't always agree really? with each other. No, but the point and is, that's every, different. yeah, that's no, different. every Sunday, the Shrolls have a, Somebody they hosts do? a family thing, and they all go to each other's house. That's really they cool. They all hang out. It's they all a talk. Small, listen, it's a, it's a small family. I know, you know but you do that. My parents had four kids, and we all lived close. Small. And well, it's, it's not like we're out—it's not like parts of the family outside of that come. It's not like my mom's siblings come or my yeah. dad's siblings come. The immediate uh, family. Yeah, it's just the immediate family, but that's how we keep up. And of course, we all had kids— about the same time. Yeah, so they're all kids hanging are, out together. That's amazing. They're all friends. That's so much fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is fun. So, I mean, I guess my perspective is different than yours. Yeah, and again, mine always, like when we moved over here. So we moved and it was only an hour and a half away. Mm -hmm. But there was this like, we have, so around Christmas or the things that are around here or what was going on around here, we had lots of people that we were doing stuff with. And then there was this like, okay, I got to drive back to Adams County and I'm going to do a Christmas. With people that I don't have any investment in, I don't talk to them throughout the year. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't anything other than just this kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. And I've always said my family is not just flesh and blood. It's my I consider people 
that are close to me. Like I would consider Tad Eads as family. Like if mm-hmm. I called Tad, he would he would drop whatever he's doing yeah. to come and help me. Right. And that's how I determine family. I don't determine family by flesh and blood. Hmm. I determine family based upon what I consider a relational connection that family exhibits. So what Michael just said, their family happens to have both right. flesh and blood, and it exhibits that they would help each other. But not all families are that way. Because so, yours wasn't. Well, you grew up and you didn't have a relationship necessarily with them, even like back then. It just wasn't the thing. Like, hmm. you know, when when I grew up, you know, I was 15 and, you know, I was with Sherry and I was never home. And, you know, I got close to her family, but it still wasn't the same. Like I— Again, when I came over here, I experienced family like I've never experienced it before. One is because I was forced to. So one of the problems yeah. with close families is they don't have anybody outside their family. Like they don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Else. Like they don't create a bond with people outside of their family because they have everything inside of that's it. That's true. And that and that's an, that's <clears throat> I notice that with us sometimes and yeah, I don't I don't think that's necessarily right or good really. So yeah. you need to look outside. Yeah, so we were too. forced yeah. to do that. And so for and again, mm. so I'm not saying that that's bad. Right. But I was saying we so I was forced and some of my closest friends are are what I would consider brothers. Mm-hmm. I have no flesh and blood connection. But honestly, if I ask if something was going on when Sherry got sick, the people that showed up in my house were not my family. Yeah, that's sad. They weren't. I mean, they were the people that from this church, men from this church that I considered brothers. No, so pe- that's great. You that's know. good. I mean, that's good. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I yeah, so think, again, I think it's that's a perspective. just a different kind of family. Right, so it's just yeah. perspective. Right yeah. or wrong, Yeah. you know, it doesn't. So when it comes to the whole, like, and you know me, like, I don't think you should just do things to do things. So right. you're just getting together just because, yeah. you know, and no honestly, they don't even like each other. Like yeah. there are people in the family don't even like each other, mm-hmm. but they'll sit across the table and fake it. Yeah, that's And annoying. I'm like, I don't want to fake it. So Yeah, then you might as well yeah. not do it. Yeah, right. so for me, that's why. But it's just it was so funny. And then the Halloween thing was, so you remember me telling the story about Lacey Primer. I will never right? forget that story. Yeah, so— <laughs> You know, that story changed my perspective on Halloween. So right? was it different before then? Like completely different? So when different? the kids were little, they all trick-or-treated, and it wasn't a big deal. You let and them. None of that. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't. But when you started to get into the occult, and then Lacey ended up hanging herself, yeah. you know, oh, on I remember Halloween that night. story now. Now that you mentioned that, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. so it put a whole different that. perspective on it for me. And it doesn't mean that it's right or wrong and that I'm against other people doing it. It's just mm-hmm. perspective. But it's funny. The, the, this is the reason I was telling it, though. So if you drive down 300, okay, because Sarah okay. and I— So I tried to convince Sarah to leave the toilet that we ripped out of the house on my front oh, porch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> did you decorate so it? So that I could sit on it. While people drove by and just <laughs> see what people. Yeah. <laughs> Are you yeah, doing that? So I said, oh please leave the toilet. He has gawkers. Road yes. trip. He has gawkers. 16 or whatever road I'm on, 300. Yeah, 300. They call it yeah. Servia something road. Servia Legro. Yeah. So yeah. people drive down it all the time and they're rubbernecking. So we pulled this toilet out and it um, sat on the front porch and it looked the hillbillies thing ever, but I loved it. So I said, leave it there because I'm going to go out and get a paper and I'm going to sit on the toilet and act like my 
pants are down <laughs> and look, see how many people would drive oh by because I think the rubberneckers are hilarious. Oh, yeah, the Why word's going to be around. Why, <laughs> use oh it at the top. Yeah, so Sarah, <laughs> so at the end of the day, Sarah's like, as soon as she got a hold of the tractor, Grabbed the toilet from ah. the front porch, threw it in the tractor, and put it in the dumpster. Dang she, it. she put a she put she a stop. She put a stop to it. But that the other night, what happened? Uh, Ethan says, "Hey, when we're going down 300, <laughs> that, cow, that house that has a four car garage, <gasps> drive by it really slow." They didn't know. So it was I'm driving you? by this house on 300, and I look over. Here's this skeleton. Oh, I that's it was like you. eight feet tall. And you know how these guys take these. Bowl balls and hang them on the back yes. of their truck. Oh, so they man. hung it on the middle of the skeleton. Somebody's got a good sense of humor. That's right. Skeleton with this huge ball sack. Oh, <laughs> my. I'm like, Sarah, wow. we have got to do that at the house. Like, we got to do something so <laughs> we can get people to. It's going to be hard to beat that. Yeah, I, I know. know. It will never, we'll never be anything like it. I don't it. know. The, the live scene right there was pretty cool. <laughs> Either way, I just think it's funny because a lot of people. The decorations, like it's funny oh, to go around and look at people. They decorate stick. for Halloween, like they decorate for Christmas. Yeah, right. they do. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I was just curious. Are you guys? Do you are you into that? Like, do you guys no, decorate? I decorate for fall. Mm, okay. Yeah. But I don't really decorate much for Halloween. Number okay. one, it's expensive to buy the stuff, and, right. and number two, I don't think that the holiday deserves as much attention. As Christmas or mm-hmm. Easter, or any of the other ones. So, yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. why I think that's why you don't put out fun. Christmas lights yeah. either. Why put out Christmas lights? No, well, definitely. Well, we put, put out Christmas, Christmas lights, lights but <laughs> that's because we like it. It doesn't necessarily mean Jesus said, "Hey, go buy your kids presents and put Christmas lights on a tree and put it in your living room." I think he did say that. In no, Romans. I know. I know. I just say that. I think so. It may have yeah. Said that. yeah, you would think that the way people buy Christmas lights. See, I always tried to convince. I read a book. And this book talks about, so all of the Chinese people that are held because of Christianity, it's like they get uh, captured and put into prison. You know what their job is? Yeah, to make the Christmas oh, yeah. lights. Make I Christmas lights. Yeah. Make Christmas lights. And how, I, ir- I, how ironic. So yeah. I kept saying, Sherry, this is the reason why we should never put up <laughs> Christmas lights. So she would buy boxes of them. Uh-huh. To this day, if you go out into our party barn, there's probably four tubs full of Christmas lights. That's right. She just I buys them and I, she'd go. like, put them up. I'm like, I ain't putting them up. I ain't, you'll put them up. I'm like, I ain't putting them up. Did you put them up? No. There's still four boxes <laughs> of unopened Christmas lights in, wow. our, in our Wow. Our rule is if you put them up, you have to take them take down. Take them down. Yeah. Mm. So you put them up? No. <laughs> if it was up to me, there probably would never be any. Okay. So who I does the decorating? So who does the decorating? Uh, Kim, my daughter. Okay. Yeah. Wow. My she kid, does the house? My kids will do the house. The outside so, of the house? Yeah, they'll do the porch. Listen, her do the da- porch his daughter stuff. had a Halloween party. I mean, and she went all out. Yeah. Well, How I old mean, is it was she? cool. Sixteen. Whoa. Yeah, she's got her license this year. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she had it all decorated, people down. They have these trails you walk what? through. Like they yeah. had a, That's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. She's pretty, she is pretty impressive. So she's your <laughs> oldest <laughs> one. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty proud of her. Okay. Aww. So, oh, yeah. again, Michael, part of the podcast, we want people to get to know you. So yeah. tell us a little bit about you. You growing up, you know, a little bit about your life, your family, and, you know, we'll kind of go from there. So tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so um, I grew up uh, in rural North Manchester. Um, we had did you a, go to North had, Manchester? A, yeah, I went to Manchester. Was there Manchester. one high school? Uh, one high school in Was Manchester. It small? Is that a small it's, town? So they have Manchester Not as small North as Northfield. Wall, it's uh, it's uh, 
It's a little bit bigger. Yeah, it's yeah. bigger than Northfield now. Like, how many people did you graduate with? Oh, I would like a hundred. Yeah, I would. I was gonna say a hundred. Wow. Just, just to wanna, guess. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't know exactly. <laughs> you want to know what a, one of the coolest things about Michael is? What he's carrying on, like I don't know how many generation of a dairy farm. Really? So the first thing that yeah, I, when we I, are we're dairy farmers. <gasps> yeah. So when I yeah. first got to know Sarah, I uh-huh. walked into her garage and I'm like. Is there a reason somebody's coveralls is hanging in your garage? <laughs> and so these coveralls are from your dad's dad. Correct. Something yeah. like that's, that's coveralls cool. from when he was a dairy farmer. And like there's these pictures. He of always like, wore those coveralls. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like a memento cool. thing. And so, cool. yeah, so it's cool because Michael's carrying on the is the third so, or fourth generation of he, he was a, being a dairy did farmer. Did you notice how small those coveralls no, were? <laughs> He was a small man oh, in stature. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he was little. You look at the Shrolls now. We're we're big people. Yeah, you guys evolved. So that's why you believe you believe in wild. evolution. But the, I do not believe in evolution. <laughs> that is a lie. You evolved. If somebody took those car hearts and put them beside you, they would believe in evolution. Uh, no, oh my gosh, we should. It's, <laughs> called a t- uh, the, it's called a tall family marrying a short family. How and did that? Kids. Well, how did that happen? Because your your mom's not tall. Nutrition had a lot to do with that too. <laughs> Eat a lot better than they did. Yes, Wheaties. That's what happened. Wait a minute. So was it back in the day, like with the glass bottles, like the glass milk bottles when they had come? You still go to their house for if you go to their mom and dad's house for the Sunday night thing. Mm -hmm. She still has milk stuff in a glass bottle. That's cool. Yeah. Like when they would take it with you. Like when they would take it. Yeah. Yeah. Like fresh, probably. Yeah. Like they just went to the cow and went like that. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. He, oh, they, you milk, can't do that? You he used can't to milk do that. cows in the opposite side of the barn that I milked cows in growing up. And then we added on to that, added a parlor like uh, 12 years ago. So we, yeah. 10, 11 years ago, so we could continue milking and. But continue. this is a this is a milk fact, though, right? Like you can't okay, really yeah, drink milk out of the. Yes, you can. I was about yeah, to say. Yeah, but doesn't it have like some, somebody say back, like. If it's some not people, pasteurized, something happens. Okay, so like some people, it will make their stomachs upset. And I'm one of those people. Like if you drink unpasteurized yeah, milk. Yeah, if I drink unpasteurized milk, it, Which will, is like, it will make me sick. Does it taste any? I want to do that. It doesn't. It probably does taste a little different, but that's mostly because it's probably never been against like a plastic jug or anything that flavors the milk. And that would make milk. it it's taste yeah. different? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's somewhat creamier too. Does right? it come out I mean, warm? I think so. Yeah, it comes out warm. Just milk out of a cow. It comes out warm. Body temperature is 105. The only way, what's cool is is if you go through and see their like, their brown cows uh-huh. and then see the chocolate milk come out compared that's to so oh, cool. yeah, the strawberry milk. <laughs> yeah, strawberry that's where cows. it all comes from. Not very many of them. Not no, very many of those. They're rare. But you know, yeah. it's well, funny as how many them. people believe that. Oh, true. I know. I know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, I didn't want to interrupt like part, but that is like from a, it is cool generationally. And then, you know, the whole like go back to your roots type stuff and you're carrying it on. And you're, you have a son. Yeah. And is he expected or is your daughter? I, 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 is it like the firstborn kind of thing? I don't want to put that on him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a son. He's our youngest. but uh, You don't well, expect he can, that? He can do whatever he wants. Aw, uh, that's sweet. I, but I, is that, I hope he does. But is that so growing up in it, is that how you felt or do you feel an obligation yeah. to take it over? Um, well, I always liked it. Okay. So it was kind of natural for me. Because you're the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. But I think. I think in general, me and my brother, we we both liked farming. We were both like totally 110% into it. Zach milk cows? 
Yeah, he did for a while. So he's a farmer too? Yeah, he is. He's okay. a grain farmer. A grain yeah. farmer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, we were, we were 100% into it back then. And, uh, so it was kind of a natural thing that just kind of, we just kind of rolled into, um, well, here's a, so I want to get a perspective. Yeah. From so one of the things that people talk about today is like in raising your kids, right? Yeah. So yeah. raising your kids on a farm is mm-hmm. different than raising your kids outside of a farm, right? Like there's a, that's probably the biggest benefit of farming is being able to raise your kids on a farm. All right. Um, that's just, they're just, that's just a huge benefit. Yeah. All and right? so what you, do you think, you can, what do you think, what do they benefit? Like, yeah. how is it for your kids where you could see, like, this is the big difference that I see in kids that are raised on a farm. And yeah. When they work with their parents, they learn how to work. Okay. When they see their parents work like that, they realize that, yeah, work is part of life. Life's not trying to get by and just please yourself. You yeah. actually have to work for that stuff. And um, they also build skills and and they learn how to be efficient at, with things. Mm-hmm. And they also have a greater respect, um, I think, for other people and, and and animals and everything. Just because when you're out there and you're doing it every day and you're seeing that, it's a lot different than um, just being at a babysitter. Not that, that not that you have any choice in a lot of places, but um, I just think that, uh, you know, I just think that they pick up on things, things that we're doing yeah. uh, easier and quicker. And they, they get it. They have a different perspective. Plus the activity, I think, is good for them in the outdoors and the yeah. clean air and what whatnot. Yeah. So again, back to this whole idea, because one of the things we're going to continue to talk about in this podcast at Life Church is generationally, we think we got to figure things out, right? So there is a generational shift in young people, right? And we're trying to figure out what is it, how can the church be a part of helping with it? But is it how much, regardless of whether it's being on a farm or or if it's anything, how important is it for a parent to come alongside of their child to teach them things in life compared to somebody else teaching them what to do? Does that make sense? So in the farming lifestyle is part of it was like for us, same concept. So I told my kids, you know, because people will ask us all the time, like, do your right. kids have a choice? I'm like, they have zero choice. <laughs> so if they live here, they work here. Like, that's the thing that they have. And this was the only reason. Is that's I, how I was raised. Right. So I told them, here's the deal. One of the things that your wife or your husband or your future employee will thank us for is, is that you will know how to work. Yeah. You might never be on a farm and you might never use the skills, but you will understand hard work and you will understand the things that I can pass on to you mm-hmm. that I can't pass on to you unless I'm working for you. Yeah. Right. And so people will kind of were honest because they're like, well, you only spend time with your kids when they're out at work. And I'm like, well, at least I'm spending time with my kids. Exactly. Like, and so there was this, I can transfer some of my values into the values of my children because I'm beside them, teaching them some of those things naturally because they're beside That's me. Right. So mm-hmm. how important is that, whether it's farming or whether it's any, as a parent, how important is it for us to pass on a value yeah, you, system? You don't have to be a farmer to be able to do a lot of that stuff, right. right? I mean, as soon as they start school anyway, all of our kids, we only get to see them a certain amount of time during the day anyway. So you don't have to be a farmer to teach them those things. I just think it's important for parents to, um, you know, stay involved with their kids. I mean, you, 
you do have to teach them to work, but you also have to teach them to respect other people mm-hmm. and respect mm-hmm. life. But don't uh, you think the difference is, Michael? So for you, it's going to happen naturally, right? Because for you, your kids are there. They're going to work with you. Right. So for somebody like Nick, who doesn't have a farm, right? Mm-hmm. Nick's going to have to be intentional. Like Nick's going to have to pick a time to go do something with his kids. Because it's, so it's values the same. You're right. So the one great thing about farming is like, we don't, Like we should be intentional. We Mm -hmm. don't have to be as intentional because you got to come and do chores. Yeah. Like, so we are going to be together at parts of the week, regardless of whether you like it, because we're going to do it. And we don't even have to be as intentional where a father like Nick has to say, okay, now I have to go do this with my child. I have to plan it. And not that farmers shouldn't do the same thing, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's an intentionality. But I guess what I'm getting at is we do believe, whether it's through farming or intentionality, spending time with our kids, that the influence of the parents should be the biggest influence in the life of the child. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Why bring Roman to work? Yeah. <laughs> he's just, I got to teach him those life skills. Yeah, so Roman the dog that's somewhere around here right now. He's sleeping. I just don't want people to think that you have to have a farm to raise, you know, good kids like that. I think, yeah, like what you said, I think you do just have to be intentional about what you're, what you're doing. And just because I'm there with my kids, it doesn't mean that they're actually going to turn out good. It's well, just it's one of those things. Yeah, that, well, so let's just it, talk about that. I mean, then. because a lot of times I'm busy and it, to be honest with you, it'd be way easier for me just to do it myself yeah. and to try to teach my kids and even to get them out of the house to do it. I mean, because I mean, to be honest, <laughs> to get them out of the house to do stuff is almost impossible sometimes. Why? Because of the phones? Uh, like oh, just internet or what? It's not, it's just, it's just human. Just it's, kids. It's, human it's human nature. <laughs> I mean, if it's easier to be and more comfortable to be here, why would I want to go here? Very it's true. just, it's human nature. I think it goes back to, way back to Adam and Eve. When I think it's almost selfishness almost. Mm-hmm. Knowing, I mean, I think, actually, I think selfishness is probably the root of a lot of problems right. yeah. in society, yeah. right. human selfishness. But um, yeah, I mean, if that's what it is, and it's hard, it's actually more work to actually have my kids come out and help me a lot of times just yeah. because, just to get them out there and get yeah. them to do it. Um, and I don't, I rarely, I rarely force my kids to do something. I know you, I don't necessarily force them. I re- I again, I'm not saying them. it was right or wrong. I'm just did. saying they didn't have a think, choice. I don't think it's wrong because, like I said, I think I think if I can remember right, growing up, I think there was things that we had to do. Right, like Dad gave me. He's like, "You're this old. This is your job. You got to do it every day." Like we had to do stuff like that. Um, I'm a little more lenient. Maybe I'm getting soft. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's the trouble with the generation. Maybe my generation's too too soft on our kids or may, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There you go. I don't Maybe know. Yeah, there's a thought. Well, yeah. or do we have any? Maybe there isn't a problem is with this generation like because I think that probably we overanalyze things. Well, do you think it's because you're the generation above you did the, like the, they were strict and they made you do things. So you didn't want that for your child. Um, I think that's, that's some, some of it. Yeah. I mean, it creates a lot of friction and some of that friction, um, I think it was, there was just too much of it. So you try to avoid that and you, you try to reason, reason through things and talk to, talk through things. But when it comes down to it, when I ask my kids to do something, 
they're gonna eventually they're gonna have to do it. Yeah, I'm gonna make them. I'm their dad. <laughs> All right, yes, they right. need to know authority. Yes, <laughs> and yeah, so they're eventually they will eventually have to do it if I want them to do it. But um, well, I think just uh, uh, maybe this doesn't go, but back to what you know you guys were saying. Like well, I think what's lost is there is not an expectation of our kids to become men and women of God. And we don't specifically put things in place to train them to be able to do it. Like generationally before, I mean, even when I, when I grew up, like there was an expectation, like you will do that. I don't even care if you like it, where for me, the big struggle was, I don't know if I want to be kind of like that, where if you don't do something, your dad hits you over the head with a two by four. Right. I mean, so what is going to be that balance? But I had to learn this early on. One of my biggest struggles is, is that when I am intentional, because forming a child into a man or woman of God creates great tension because it's unnatural. Yeah. It's unnatural. So we already know it's very unnatural. Kids naturally, back to what Michael said is true. They'll go to the path of least resistance. Kids (laughs) naturally grow up to be selfish. Yeah. Unless you mold them into something else. Right. I mean, that's what you were saying. I mean, yeah. So doing it is going to cause great tension. So I had to make a decision early on in raising my kids. Do I want men and women of God or do I want friends? And so I made a decision. I don't care if they're my friend. Yeah. I don't, they don't ever have to be my friend. They might never like me at the end of this. But I think if I trust in what the Word of God says is if I do these things, that over time it will all work out. But, I mean, it was tough because when the Clark kids came in, they thought <sighs> they told every person in the church we were slave drivers. That would you be know, tough. My kids were, I mean, some of it, they just grew up with it. Uh-huh. But when they had to get up at 6 a.m. to wean pigs before oh school. Gosh. and Yeah, and when so, it's, it's one thing when it's your kids, but when it's somebody else. Kids, yeah. Well, they they were they technically. Yeah, they I just were said your you're kids, living in my house because yeah, the other funny thing kids, was is that they got yeah. paid for some of the stuff, but some of it was you live here yeah, and so eat gotta, here, and they've never you need to work that. here. Yeah, like this is the way that it's going to work. Like you work for what you get, you don't get just because you're here. Yeah, you know. And again, regardless of what the, all that is, more of what I wanted to get to, Michael, is so as you're growing up and as you're you're going through this process. Obviously, I, I mean, you grew up in a house of where faith was important. Is it that was, fair yeah. to say? Yeah. yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that. How was faith for you growing up? And then how now have you worked together with Jamie to help your kids go through that or work through that? Yeah. I mean, from what I can remember of it, um, we were always uh, raised to be good Christian kids. I mean, dad was always pretty strict about us going to church. Um, and, uh, actually we, we, most of the time we actually enjoyed going to church. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we, <clears throat> yeah, we were just, we were raised just like, <laughs> I guess I have a weird perspective because, uh, like I lived in the country around a lot of kids that were raised the same way I was. So uh, why is that a weird perspective? I just think that's because I don't think a lot of people have that perspective. I think, you know, but anyway, yeah, we it's went to church. We went to church yeah. on Sunday and then we were, you know, we didn't, we worked during the week and that was what it was. And, um, like everybody in the church did the same thing. Like, no, they were mostly, we actually, most of the people were, had other jobs that worked factories or management. But you're or saying the ki- most of the kids you spent time with. Yeah. They were raised weren't the, the same. ones like me. Uh, what do you mean? Like you? 
<laughs> when I was a kid, there yeah. wasn't nothing about <laughs> no we were, morality or I couldn't get away with any of that. I came from a really strict home. Uh, okay. No, so I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it was strict. So you weren't hanging out with anybody like me. No, That's you wouldn't have been point. your friend. Well, yeah, you'd have picked a different guy. I just probably couldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. So you grew up with that. So now let's translate it into you get kids, you're raising kids. How, how, because we want to learn from you, good and bad, like in raising kids, what are some of the things that you've instituted? Honestly, I don't know what to tell you. I just, uh, yeah, I mean, we just, uh, the way we raise our kids, yeah, we took we took them to church. You just made, like I just like I took them. Right, I was taken to church. Right, so you just so made, they learned they learned God from what was preached on Sunday morning or what was taught in Sunday school class, and they also learned it from their parents because they seen it in their parents, in me and Jamie, right, and the, the way we did things, and the way we listened, and the way we obeyed, and they also saw all our flaws, right. Mm. And that's but you made church a priority. Yeah, we had that. I think I that's mean, regardless really important of whether they how, were learning or not, you were going. Well, yeah. They're seeing it in both places. I think that's important too. Not only are they just going, but they're seeing it at home. Yeah, they're seeing it at home through us. And uh, like that's I said, they important. see all our flaws. And when we when we screw up, then we, I mean, if it's a big screw up, then you know they see that, and then they can see how we deal with it. Mm-hmm. And how we come around and... I mean, because it's obviously working. I mean, Kim and Kate I don't think drive it's by themselves and come at 9 o'clock service. Oh, yeah, wow. they do. I That's mean, what I'm saying. They come, they sit in the front row, they pay attention. I mean, so I'm saying, what, regardless, because there is no easy answer, right? No. We're not looking for this easy answer. But one of the things you said is, you just carried on the tradition of saying, we're going to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to make church a priority. You have to go to the right church. That's one of the worst things that... I think we deal with now is like you, when you tell somebody or you know somebody that's going to church or something, the devil's done a really good job of dividing Christians into all these yeah. different denominations and things. And some of that stuff is just, uh, it's just messed up. So anyway, you got to go the right one. And I mean, so me and my wife, we 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 did that for them, but then we take them with us and they always, we, they always sat with us in the pew. We never really sent them to Sunday school or whatever. We did a little bit. We even taught Sunday school for a while. But, um, yeah, but most of the time my kids sat in the pew with us. So they learned to Mm. sit in church, and they picked up what they could learn from that. And like I said, I think they just learn from their parents more than anything else. Even if it's just habits. Yeah. I watch the habit of we are going to go to church. Right. We are going to go And you learn you learn when you're at church. I mean, and you're learning the Bible there. And I mean, yeah, right. and it gets to be a routine and a habit. And nobody complains. They just go. And, right. Um, yeah. And we like it. Right. So, yeah. So talk about yeah. one of the greatest challenges of being a father and greatest challenges of being a husband. Oh, being a father is the hardest job I've ever had. And that says a lot because wow. I've had some pretty hard jobs. <laughs> I, I, can, I think I what can you tell do is you hard. Few, but there's some pretty tough jobs I've had. Okay, uh, what's yeah, the number one? Oh, my gosh. So leveling silos in July. Ooh. When they're blowing haylage down on top of you at the top of the Have you ever the seen those things, and those big silos? With corn in them? Full so they put and you're under an aluminum roof. Wait, what? Yeah. So they put silage in it, which is like chopped up corn stalks and hay. and okay. Chopped up hay. Yeah. It's dusty. It's Ooh. filthy. It sticks to you. And it's dangerous. 
It's really it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. Up way up in the air. You see all those big silos. I mean, yeah. they fill them to the top. Yeah, and people had huge. to be a part of leveling them as you put it in. There's a distributor at the top that <clears throat> circulates, and when the wagon at the bottom's unloaded, it's blowed up with a tractor that blows it up a chute around a curve down onto a distributor that turns that blows it to the outside of the silo. Okay. So when we're leveling, dad used to throw, well, I don't want to throw my dad under the bus. <laughs> There too. Yeah. He was in there with us, but yeah. me and my brother and my dad, and it was like you keep up or you get buried because you get pushed up to the house, <laughs> which is really oh dangerous. I mean, and you, uh, you, you sweat out completely, sweat out, and it, and there's not much fresh air. The fresh air comes up through the same tube that the hailage comes up oh, through, wow. and the in and out door is up in the air. A lot of times, you had to be boosted out, and it's when you do come out, you come out on a platform that's probably like. 18 inches by 30 inches. And you're up 50 feet. 50 feet on the side of a, a curved piece of concrete. Oh, my God. That was built in 1979 no. or 78. One of them was made in 69. Yeah. So, yeah. Hard, so for sure, hard job. What do you think the biggest challenge of being a father is? Fathering, uh, being a father is just being patient. Patience yeah. is Ooh, yeah. so hard. Yeah. I think I could have had four or five kids if I had more patience. I just <laughs> didn't have the patience. But we had our son. It took all of my patience and more patience than I even had yeah. than I had. And I've just done. I couldn't yeah. do it anymore. Yeah, so, so patience. patience. What about a husband? Greatest, greatest challenge of being a husband. Oh, that's pretty easy. I thought being a husband was pretty easy. Oh, so it's my, not easy. There's no challenges. There's challenges. Because, I mean, <laughs> my wife likes to, my wife's, my wife's um, highly motivated and she likes to take control. Um, so she's a, uh, she's a go-getter. She's she a comes go-getter. from a farming family too. Yeah, she'll uh, run it all. Yeah. If you let her and she's, <laughs> she likes to take control. And sometimes I think, um, I will. I wish she just back off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But she's real. But she's really helpful. And yeah, yeah being a husband's actually been fairly easy for how me. How long have you guys been together? Um, yeah. Did you? 20, how long did you 20, date? Twenty-one. Years. We got married in uh, two thousand one. I think. Yeah, so, can, how old were you, husband? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How old were you when you got married? Mm, how old was I? Twenty-four, twenty-five. Where'd you guys meet at? Uh, after my brother's graduation, uh, I ran into her at Dairy Queen, and she was with one the of her Dairy friends. Queen. <laughs> <And> <laughs> with <dad>. my brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a dilly bar. Wow. Yeah, shared a dilly bar. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and what we didn't share no dilly bar. <laughs> what were you sharing? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Here, you just take a bite. You know, the whole romantic. It yeah. was a mutual friend. They were, they were <laughs> sipping out of us. Mr. That. Misty together. Yes. <laughs> if that's, that's what so you want to think and that freaks <laughs> Picture in your head yeah, that makes it. a great romantic like picture. It. So it is romantic. It yeah, is. you guys are sitting we're, at the DQ sipping here. on Mr. Misty yeah, together. <laughs> Two straws. Sharing flavors. Then you just happen to go up and you're both going for the straw at the same time. I think oh, even and then your the lips air. touch and your lips <laughs> touch and you're like, I just know I want to marry you. <laughs> That's not how it went. It really wasn't like that. I think she I turned think me down. Was. I think she turned me down the first time, but yeah. then I asked again. Yeah, so. so you guys have been together like twenty. I think like twenty-one years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about you, which makes me think I missed our twentieth anniversary. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I'm. <laughs> if I did, she didn't say anything. Yeah. 
because so, that's a big um edit that part out. Yeah. <laughs> she, she knew. Oh she's, my. She's stewing about it now. She's like, when he gets home after, does she listen to the podcast? I'm sure yeah. she will now. Okay. Oh, she'll listen to this one. Yeah, she will. <laughs> I think I had a whole bunch of people on their edge of their seat when they found out I was going in here. I know. Really? Wait, I just have so much dirt on people. No. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So let's talk about you. So again. Yeah. Now you're a man working through, you obviously have children, your husband, but also like you got a lot of things going on in your life. So we'll talk about a little of your, so you have, you're a jujitsu man, you're a... Uh, That's amazing. Uh, I do, uh, I did some jujitsu. I just started it uh, early this spring. Okay, all you jujitsu people get bit, are get, so, like, oh, well, I just started. I'm not that good. Yeah, I could, break, what I could break your arm tomorrow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you walked in this room in two seconds, I could, like... <laughs> <laughs> Take your arm and put it in a different no, position. I can no. get you on the ground. I it's do remember that. <laughs> it is restrained. I know that jiu-jitsu is not forceful. It's just containing the subject. Yeah, it's and breaking your arm. It's supposed to be a gentle art. It is gentle. Uh, it ain't gentle. A lot of, uh, <laughs> it's no. actually extremely painful. I know Because we is. do jiu-jitsu on each other. Yeah. <laughs> and it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just looks gentle because you're not throwing any punches. Uh, yeah, I guess um, it's true. You just get him in those positions, then beat the tar out of him. Or choke yes. him to death. Or actually, run. you're just trying to shut the blood off to the brain. <laughs> <laughs> choke him to death. Just say, get all the circulation yeah. out. Yeah, so talk to us about some stuff you're passionate about, some things going on in your life right now. Uh, what are, what is some things going on in the life of Michael Schroll? Uh, I work, eat, sleep, and in the meantime, I swim and lift weights. That is not <laughs> true. Is you know, you, you're passionate about. So, what's what are you passionate about? Like, uh, what 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 are the things that get you like fired up? Well, mm. you like Mike, listen to audiobooks too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I listen to that. That's uh, ancient Did Roman history. Ancient uh, I'm Roman not history. Talk about all the stuff that I, you know, I'm, I got soapboxes, but I'm not going to get on them. Now. <laughs> oh, pick one. I know. Just <laughs> no, give us, give us one. one. Just one soapbox. I mean, yeah. I could pick a What's thousand soapboxes. Roman, what is that? No, about? that's not one of my soapboxes. Okay. I just enjoy listening to that one. Well, I didn't know that's a thing. Yeah. You didn't know the ancent Roman civilization yes, was I it? didn't know. It's a big deal. It's actually what ha it started way before Jesus no, was No, I, I didn't born. know. Is it a podcast? No, it's a lecture. Oh, by okay. A professor. Okay. Yeah. That's one of the books he's listening oh, to. Oh wow, yeah. that sounds like great. It's like a twenty. It's like a twenty-two hour lecture. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> that sounds it's terrible. Oh, it's amazing. But you know what? I can't tell you much about it because it's all because it's all in Latin, and everybody has three or four <laughs> names. Like the books and, in Latin. I mean, yeah. Wait a second. But why? Well, it's translated to English, it but just, their names and places, you know, it's just soothing. Just, it just drowns the noise. Because sometimes I listen yeah. to things I'm not really listening to. Really, but I. It's not like white I'm just noise there. To me. Okay, I, I learn a lot from it. But you just okay, said you so give us one thing you learned. Yes, like one what fact. is a big takeaway from Roman mm. ancient Roman civilization? Well, you, you know, told I me. Think, I think that uh, the country we live in will eventually go the way the Romans went, yeah. which is. It's, I think it'll uh, eventually end up in a, um, a dictatorship or an, an That's empire. That's scary. Yeah. Savages. I don't want to get on any soapboxes. Why? But, uh, you can jump, learn. We jump want right to. Up. No, you yeah. can learn a lot from the past. And I mean, I'm not talking. Most people, when they think of the past, they think of the 40s. They think they think of the wars like Hitler and yeah. stuff. I'm talking about the long, long, the ancient history. I'm talking about BC. I'm talking okay. like the third and fourth and fifth century. So they're just they started history is naturally going to repeat itself. Well, is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think that yeah, I think it probably will in a lot of ways. I mean, when people I think you see it. I think you see it a lot 
in government now, and I think people are becoming even more selfish and less honorable. Um, and I think there's only so much you can do with laws when there's too many people that are selfish and and do for themselves. And I think when I'm, I'm saying that I'm talking about the politicians. I mm-hmm. think I don't particularly think that any of them are honest on both sides of the, the aisle. Um, yeah. And I think that if you look back in history, I think you've seen a lot of that, uh, that the Romans dealt with. I mean, they went through the, the, the Regency period and they went into the Republic and then they eventually ended up into an empire, which was like a dictatorship. Mm. And, um, and that all happened, uh, through people not honoring the ways that they they have they eventually had they eventually started they eventually decided that they wanted to have their way so rather than go through the right channels they decided to um, bribe kill or threaten to get what they wanted and eventually you got the collapse the the Roman Revolution the collapse right. of that and it yeah, turns so put, into so put turns it into, into an empire yeah but put it into today's terms for our listeners because there ain't very many people listening to twenty two hour lectures. <laughs> On you the see Roman that. history. You, okay, you see that. It, <laughs> you see that. Um, you see that in government today. You see you, a lot of. Well, first, a lot of what we have in the way our system works today is a lot like. <laughs> it's weird to say, but it's a lot like the way the Romans were. They had a senate, and 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 and, uh, and they voted, and their senate was a little bit different than ours. But um, yeah, I mean. You got to have honesty, and I think you got to have transparency. But you got to have honor and morals. And I think that um, because we're such humans are naturally so selfish, I think that over time we tend to aggress away from what started out as being such a good thing to or to almost regressing into something that we don't want it to be. And I think when it gets to that point, I think people are going to look for answers, and the per- the person that can give them the most, because what people always seem to want <clears throat> is something that they don't earn. And governments always seem like they always try to coax votes by giving people what they didn't earn. And people will vote for that, even if it's not good for the Republic. And I think that's what you eventually will end up with is a dictatorship. And I think a dictatorship actually could be good. I think what? there's, I think there are good dictators. Okay. I knew you'd laugh at me. I think there are, but most of them, they, good dictators. they eventually will end up bad. All right. They're going to throw a lot of people under the bus. Yeah. And no, they're going to support We got to go. I got to hear this. No, the, in me. the Roman time. Okay. So no, no, no forget the Roman. Like, tell okay. me what a good, so how would dictatorship in the United <laughs> hey, States? I remember? didn't say I wanted a dictatorship. <laughs> you said it would be good though. I did not say that. I said dictator. <laughs> you can't have good dictators. Dictators okay. as a person. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't say dictatorship would be good. I think that that's the wrong direction. I mean, I don't <laughs> want that. I mean, if I said that, no, that's I know. not I'm what just I giving meant. you a hard time. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, because I want you to think through this. I'm I, no scholar sitting here. Right? <laughs> no, I No, I want to put it back to <laughs> something that you said. Hmm. So, because I would agree with this. I think part of the problem in culture today is, is that People want something without earning it. That's exactly right. right. And as soon as they figure out, and we're mad at, we're mad about that. That's a good statement, right? Right. Well, but we teach that to our children from a young age. Oh, it's all about you Mm -hmm. on the news, the celebrities. But that's my point. So why? So so here's the other part about: we only know history repeats itself unless something changes. Right? Revolutions change history or change the course of history. So part of the problem, I think, is twofold. We're looking down the pipe and we're saying, you know what part of the problem with America is today is everybody wants something for nothing. 
And that's ridiculous. We want everything from the government. Well, Mm -hmm. you realize in raising your children, you're the government. You've taught them, and I'm Mm -hmm. not saying you. I'm saying in general, children today are taught. You don't really have to earn anything, pay for anything, or do anything. It's a free ride here. And you can go to college, and I'll sign for your student loan, and you don't have to pay for anything there. And then all of a sudden, they get out there. And they realize, holy crap, this is why I think people stay in school all the time. Like, I think we have career people in school because when you get out of school, then you have to go to this, holy crap, somebody else has got to, I can't take care of myself. So my question is, what can we do differently? Like, if you were trying to give advice to people, because don't you think it comes from, don't you think the reason people are that way or want things that way is because that's the way they were brought up? Yeah, I think it's a lot of worthless parents is what I think it is, if I'm going to say the truth. I mean, if you're wondering why your kids are worthless, maybe you ought to look in the mirror. I think that's what I ought, that's what I that's want to right. say. I that's mean, what you just did say. Yeah, yeah. well, that's that's what I mean then. Yeah, I mean, come on. You wonder why, wonder why your kid's having trouble in school and beating Jimmy up or whatever, or, you know. Well, Maybe that was the way he was raised. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with parents. I mean. Yeah. And again, because I want to try to figure out, because I think this is the most important thing. So what are we going to do different? So what needs to change? Like if we could look at it today Mm -hmm. and we could pick a few things, Michael, like if you could pick a few things back to your soapboxes. Like if you could pick a couple of things, because there's nothing wrong to have a soapbox. No. Like I got a hundred of them that I'll jump on and talk about. But what are some of those things that could bring about change. Like what are some of the things that really need to change in our world today that from your viewpoint, if we did it, if, if this changed or if this changed, yeah. or maybe Jenny, maybe you have something, if this changed or this changed, what would it be that would make such a difference? Gosh, I don't know. Can we even change? Uh, it's, <laughs> we talk about change all the time. Every generation talks about change, but whether it's, whether we can or not, I don't know. It just seems like we move along and we change with, um, how do you want to say it? I keep wanting to say technology, but it's not just all technology. It's, it's, a, it's, the it's our living environment. It's our surroundings. As that gets, mm-hmm. as that changes, that causes people to change. You know, we live an easier life. I live an easier life than my father and yeah. he lives an easier life than his father. And I would say that, that the living conditions, no, no better way of saying it than that, I guess, that I can think of, have allowed, made a big difference in their lives, has allowed them to change. And it's allowed me to change. And maybe, maybe that's why I'm not as hard on my kids as uh, my dad was as hard as my dad was on me is because my life's easier. So I, I don't have to be as hard on my kids, mm-hmm. I guess. That's a really good point, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that... <laughs> I mean, the obvious thing would just be to be less selfish and more giving, mm-hmm. all right? Be more humble. Um, the obvious thing would be, too, would be, you know, to learn what God wants us to do. You know, mm-hmm. go by what God tells us. We've been saying that over and over again for how long, and uh, and I think we got to keep saying it. And I don't think you'll ever, you'll always... I don't think you'll ever get everybody, but I think it does make a difference. And mm. I prob- I think that that's probably why we're where we're at now is because of that, because of the Christian people. I think things would be a whole lot worse if there wasn't Christian people. So the idea that there isn't any in this country, that's not that's not true. That uh, there are definitely a, 
a lot of love from God on this country for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So foundationally, you're saying like give the example of living a selfless life to our young people or to the people around us. Like that would be helpful. Like if you're going to give a recommendation, you know, to our listeners and say yeah. like if there's one thing, again, because when I say implementing change, like you can only do so much, right? Mm-hmm. But you can do something. Like I, this is the, and maybe this is just the right or wrong person perspective for me. Like, I believe that God using me, that I can change the world. Like, I think I can change the world. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that... I do too. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I am very optimistic that if I listen to him and do what he asked me to do, that the world will change. And so I'm always like, God, give me a perspective or help me see what you want, or let's go through these things. Because I'm like a firm believer that God wants the world to change and that it changes through one person at a time. And so part of your advice would be is is that listen to God and and live selflessly and help other people see that same thing, right? Like that, because that is going to institute change. Mm -hmm. It will. Right? Like if you start doing those things. That's right. Yeah. Jenny, anything Um, you got? I don't think I really have anything other than... I mean, I just, well, first of all, I want to go back to that. Like, it's so interesting because you do hear like the older generation complain about the younger generation, like, oh, you have it so easy. And that's just, they heard that and they heard that. And I just never really connected those pieces, but I don't know what. Meaning that you're saying connecting the pieces. So Michael said that, that he's would probably be a reason. not as hard on. And so then when Gabe and Kim and Kate grow up, mm-hmm. they're not going to be as hard on. So you think it's like this generational thing because life is becoming easier that they don't have to be as hard? Yeah. Hmm. I just thought that was interesting. You know what I think's interesting? Let what? me throw this out there. So the guy I bought wood from, did I already tell you this story? <laughs> no, <laughs> huh? but I wish, wait, maybe, but keep going. Yeah. Well, the guy I bought wood from, you know, because I'm all about, like, I love the idea of going back to the simple way mm-hmm. and working harder. Like, I would much rather burn wood in my house. I would much rather cut wood to burn good. wood. I would much rather go out and kill the cow and skin it and or kill a deer. Like, I would love to be, like, a hunter-gatherer. Like, mm-hmm. that something for me personally, that's like knowing that I can, I don't have to depend on a grocery store, knowing that I don't have to depend on the propane company. Like there's something, I don't know if that's right or wrong, Mm -hmm. but that's something about me. But to be able to get that done, it takes a lot of work to be able to go down that road. So anyway, I thought it was interesting because the um, wood guy, like he was trying to do this, you know, five, six years ago, and he only had a few clients. In the past couple of years, he's up to like 275 clients right. now and supporting six kids on cutting wood and delivering it to people's houses because he thinks people are going back like to that simpler lifestyle, may even harder, not simpler. It's harder, but not being so busy that you don't have time to cut your wood. You don't have time to process your food. You don't mm-hmm. have time. Do you think? It is, or do you think it's not? Hmm. Are you good? Do you need apple juice? I'm good. Okay. I was just checking. I saw you check your thing. Yeah. I want to make sure I'm, like, helping the process. No, it's the coffee was making me shaky. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just want to make sure we're good. I checked my sugar, but it's the coffee. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I don't know that we're going back to the simpler lifestyle. It seems like more of a... Do you think it's not going that way? I don't think. I don't think so. No, 
Wait, that guy um, thinks that we're going back to the similar Well, obviously, way? he went from, like, 50 clients to 260. To well, I would wood say now. the opposite because I feel like we're not going back to— because they're— I mean, they're making it simpler for having somebody else do it. Yeah. But that's not really— I don't know. Like yeah, when simpler. I say simpler, less dependent. Maybe okay. that's the better word. Less dependent? Less dependent upon think- government, less dependent upon grocery stores, less dependent okay. upon— Yeah. Because let's be honest— how much of like what Michael said, like how much of government law, if you're self-sufficient, affects you? Not yeah, a lot. Right. Not a lot. Well, the, the Amish. Yeah. Huh? The Amish. Don't the them? laws not, like, aren't they like in a different community? Well, I mean, and, again, like it's, there's still law out there, but again, do they care whether the grocery store has bread? Right. I mean, do they care whether the grocery store has meat? I mean, exactly. they, have, they get their own stuff, you know, because we have a lot of like now supply chain interruptions, mm-hmm. things that are going on that like are affecting us so much. Pumpkin and for shortage. Them, they're like, pumpkin shortage. <laughs> I didn't know about that. <laughs> There's a pumpkin shortage. Concrete shortage. There's yeah. a concrete shortage? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, there yeah. was a, con- there is a concrete wow. shortage. Wow. But the point is, dude, maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe it's not this idea that. They're going back to simpler. Maybe people are trying to figure out how to be less dependent and more self-sufficient, Yeah, you know, inside yeah. of that. So I don't know. Maybe it is or isn't, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> some of the stuff's actually brought on by uh, government policy. Like I have heard now, I've heard from reputable sources that that concrete shortage was brought on by some Government policy. So, by I mean, Biden. Let's just put yeah, it out there. Whether yeah. you like Biden or not. Here's the deal. He made the EPA. He probably forgot he did it too. Right. So, you- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fire him up, Jenny. Come on, yes. Jenny. Get him told, going. Listen, I told my parents, I'm like, this will be the first year when it's 2024 that I'm going to vote. Yes. Ever. <laughs> Straight ticket. Oh, I'm going to take pictures and everything. <laughs> yes. Take no, pictures I don't even know if you can do that. I don't know. No, straight <laughs> ticket. You know what I'm talking no, about? No, I don't. Like you go up there and you can vote straight ticket Republican. Right, yeah, say you can it. Just pull it. You don't say it. Like you. <laughs> you have to actually punch it. That would be cool. I mean, yeah, you punch it, okay. and it like the, all the Republicans that are in there, you voted for all of them That's instead cool. of going through individually. And yep, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> One hit wonder. Make sure that you take a picture of you voting. I'm pretty sure. Isn't everybody that, that's isn't that listening illegal? to this pot, huh? In the in the pod or in. <laughs> In the, in the whatever it's called. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I mean, you're only taking a picture of your own ballot, That's so true. I don't think it would be Yeah, matter. you just need to take a picture before you walk in the pod. I just just in case you, that way somebody didn't come knocking on your door as federal agents <laughs> are here to arrest <laughs> Jenny Walker the first time she voted, yeah. and she's going to end up in jail, you know, for that. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, Jenny, so we're at the end. Some Whoa, questions. we are? Okay. Did that seem like it went fast? It did. Yeah, That's it what did. I'm saying. We've already yeah. in an hour and... Five minutes. So time flies. And we didn't even get half the stuff out. So that means it's going to have to come back on again. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. We'll have to be a a repeat. The second time will even be better than the first. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, always. Questions. Questions. So with the questions, I thought it would be nice to like explain it before we do it. it. So I send out texts every week and explain who's going to be on the podcast. And then we want you to engage and interact and ask anything that you would want from the guest, which I think is super cool. Yeah. All right. So Tammy Little, her question is, 
What's your favorite Bible verse? Yes. <laughs> is that what it is? Tammy, hi. This, wait, this is Tammy Little. My question is, what is your favorite Bible verse and why? <laughs> say it. Yeah, Don't say it, it, Michael. So I, yeah. Say it. Just okay. say, say it. Say it in the beginning. Hey, say hey, what you hey, said if, right if from you, the start. If you want me to be honest, yes. I don't read the Bible enough to have a favorite Bible <laughs> verse. That's not what I meant. Okay. You said from the beginning. You want to know what the hardest, weirdest question is? When somebody asks you what your favorite Bible yeah. Versus. yeah, because they've got alternative motives. <laughs> that? That's Wait, all what? I'm saying. He's saying it's alternative, an alternative motive, motive. They is just, to point they out that like, maybe I'm not uh, reading enough scripture. I mean, it's not like I didn't know that somebody was going to ask that question, so I could have you know lied and <laughs> right. picked one out. But I just decided. Did you pick one? Yeah, no, which one? Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't you have really one. Don't There's have a one. lot of good ones. I don't have one. There you but go. It's not a way to be honest, Mike. Yeah. When you get me, you get pretty much what you mean. Yes. Okay. Anonymous. What is your dog's name? What? (laughs) What is my dog's name? What is your dog's name? It was in the picture. Tucker. Oh, Tucker. Yeah. He's a a That's from Jenny. It is. (laughs) I knew it. It was from me. Jenny, when you got the worst lying face of everybody ever. I do. I'm such a bad Did you see how she looked at you? She looked at you and she's like, she Probably. I'm so, I'm so I'm going to pay more attention. <laughs> no, I'm bad luck. Okay, here we go. All right. Ray Ann wants to know what brought you to Life Church. Mm, that is a good question. That's a good question. I don't even question. know that answer. Uh, we were we were looking for another church, and uh, my brother's family was going here. Um, is Zach so, and Mandy the first one who came? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Well, their son, Levi, which is my brother's oldest son, came here with his girlfriend. Way okay. to go, Levi. Right. He brought the whole From family. that, everybody else came. I mean, from one wow. way or another, for various reasons, we all followed. And yes, so that's what brought me to Life Church, I guess, was, yeah, word of mouth, family. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So if Levi didn't come, do you think you would have met Sarah? Because, I mean, you already Ooh. knew her. No, I but, didn't. Oh, you didn't? No, he didn't know her. They so do you think that would have happened? You should be thanking Levi. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Levi. Yeah, Way go to go, Levi. Levi. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Zach and Mandy had invited, and I told you this, Sarah came with one of her other boyfriends. Yes. She did? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I learned something new every day. <laughs> Sarah bought, brought Brett to church. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did she? And, yeah, she uh, brought him to church, you know. And does he then, come to huh? church still? Does yeah. he come to church? Did she or He. He. No, he lives in Nelson. Oh, okay. She just brought him. Yeah. Probably not a chance. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, then Mandy, but Zach and Mandy had invited, and maybe you guys did too, but I just hear Zach and Mandy invited Sarah and and, and him to come. You know, so Sarah was coming. She wasn't coming that long before. Like she came after you guys came, right? No, she came before. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I think I really like that that preacher. <laughs> yes, let's get behind the scenes. <laughs> she said that. Yeah, she That's said so that. Cute. I thought, my gosh, only my sister would say something like that. <laughs> I mean, come on. But look at him now. Yeah, look, look at, at him, him now. Look at him now. Yeah. Look at him now. Yeah. But it was, I think it was an instant attraction with Aww. her. So, because that's what she, I remember her saying that. You know how we talk at our family oh, I things. Know. Yeah. yeah. And I, we all thought that was funny because I'm like, come on. Because <laughs> that was before, <laughs> like way before. Huh? Or that, that wouldn't be way before. Was that like right around the that time? That was before she'd ever, she didn't know him she didn't know no. his That's name so she never yeah never yeah. talked to him nothing <laughs> you yeah, guys I are think like, been gone like a couple months and she had oh. come on and off and then 
Yeah, then she started coming more on a regular basis. And then when Ethan got baptized, mm. yep. you know. So I, I actually, actually, that might have been the first time we came. So was oh, the really? Oh, yeah, I think, I think actually, I told you wrong. I think now that you say that, I think we came to see Ethan get baptized. Hmm. That was the first time we came. That would make sense. Yes. That, Did you ever have like, when you came, you're like, ugh. <laughs> we liked it. We thought it was a, uh, it was a f- nice, fresh change from where we came and, uh, hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can relate to people here, and, and I like the atmosphere. I like the building. I like the idea of the building and using it all week long. Mm-hmm. I I like the gym. I like the cafe out there. I like. I think that more churches should take that um, path. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think using renting the rooms. Yeah, I think I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah I like the whole the whole deal. Yep. Yeah. Good. That it? No, I have a question though. Oh. Are all of you all of your siblings tall? All but my youngest sister. Really? How? Yeah. What, what's her type of height? Six mm, three. No. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably. She's definitely under six feet tall. Really? I don't know how tall like she five, is. Like five nine. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't want to throw under the bus and say like, <laughs> say like you know, like five four or something. But she's shorter. She takes That's more after really my mother. Short. Yeah, yeah. She's taller than that. She's probably more like five. Well, nine. I'm still trying to figure yeah. out. It's not like your dad's a giant. Uh, well, how tall is your dad? Uh, he's six feet tall. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so where did all these giants come from? I know, from? isn't that know. interesting? Huh? I know, the Schroll, the Schroll line has been small. And then, and then, then, then me, came. I'm the biggest one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, I'm, you know, my, my grandma was a, my grandma uh, Schroll was a Wilcox, and they're all tall. Oh. Well, my mom's side, of the, my mom was a Larson, and her dad's, family is tall because I've met one of his sisters and she's huge. Oh. So we could have got some height from either one of those families. Got but, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. in the gene pool. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. Doug Bragg. He would like to know farming can be tough work with weather and lots of other things affecting the crop field yields. Wait, fields. Should that say fields? Or yields. Oh, yields could is be the thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what you get from your crops is the yield. Okay. Yeah. What it yields. I thought that was a Mess up. <laughs> Crop yields. Okay. Livestock, et cetera. How does God sustain you through those ups and downs? Also, what's your favorite music when working? Ooh, mm-hmm. that's a good one. That is a good question. Cause that is this farming can be stressful. Yeah, it can. Yeah. Um, how does God sustain us? God does what he promised he would do. And he, he gives us, um, he gives us the strength to, to handle anything, really. I mean, not just farming, really like, but in, in life. But um, when it gets bad, Michael, do yeah. you really, like, lean into that? Like, hey, I got to trust him because we're out of control? Because that's the thing about farming is when it's, it's out of control. Yeah. It's, it's like a stages with me. You know, when things kind of start to get bad, I'll actually get mad at God. But when things totally fall to pieces and I don't have nowhere else to turn, I always lean mm. on God. Yeah. And he's always there. All awesome. right. So— that that's how God sustains us. I always have Him. He's always got my back. Yeah, good. Yep. Um, like what was the other part of that? Music question? genre. Music. What's yep favorite um, music to listen to? Are you country? Are you rock? Uh, I have been country this fall. It changes. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not rock this fall. Are you a rapper? No. Uh, no, not ever. What, not uh, even through the winter. No. What are you that's, talking about? For okay, the so, Super Bowl, you dressed up like a rapper. I did. He yeah. did. Oh, see, that's why I said they love that kind of stuff. They like dress they all, up. Oh, oh they yeah, did it. We it was awesome. Is that what you asked about it's Halloween? Fun. 
Yeah, so what we did you dress up like? Yeah, like you had it all. Like oh the chains. We were rappers. That's yes. Like 50 cents. You know? Yeah. I like I some rap. I like 50 cents. Yeah. I like, yeah, you know, I like some of those guys. Um, but yeah, I listen to like, I like. I like Ed Sharon is one that comes to mind. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's one. cool. I like that kind of music. Mm-hmm. Um, Play uh, a fiddle in an Irish band. Oh, I was no, thinking all one. of me. <laughs> yeah, that one too. That one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I like uh, stuff they play on uh, 97.3. I like 95.1 Magic. You listen that kind to the radio? Music. Yeah, I listen to some, some of I that. didn't know anybody listened to the radio anymore. I, I do listen to the radio I listen sometimes. to the radio sometimes. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought everybody listened to music on their phone. I mean, in yeah. my car sometimes. Oh, I have a Spotify account, so mm. I got some stuff on there. But yeah, I like I like that kind of music. So Yeah, good. Yep. Any more? And those are the questions. All right. <laughs> so again, yeah. yeah, so Michael, thank you for being yeah. on. Thank you for taking time to share a little bit about your life and having an opportunity to share with our audience, you know, the some of our, your wisdom and growing up and the things that, you know, you're doing now. And again, we just appreciate uh, what you're doing and how you're being a part of Life Church and the things you're doing with your family. And yeah, we look forward to, you know, continue to watch God use you and and moving in directions as we move forward. So, yeah. so thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you, Mike and Jenny. Thanks mm-hmm. for having me. Yeah. Yes. So Jenny, give us our yes. parting. Make sure here's your, your yep. number. My the- phone number at the bottom of the screen. So like I said, when I, we ask the questions and I send the text out, but also it can be in reverse. So you can send us like, if you want to be a guest, if you know a guest, um, if you have questions, really anything, we want it to be an open line and communicate with you. But the number is 260-408-8383. Still amazed that you can do that. Thank like you. Like, you don't even have to look at the screen anymore. Well, I've been to jail, and you have to remember a lot of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so it just becomes easy. Oh, and we have to, hey, we have to put it out. The Bears won last night, Woo! so as a party, you know, this hardly ever That's happens. The Chicago the Bear Bears stayed up late, which is a terrible idea. You know, the game gets over like 11.30. My alarm goes off at 4 o'clock. Wow. I thought I was going to die. Well, who would have thought they were going to win? Then? Oh, I know. Because I first told Sarah, it's like, I'm going to watch the first half. I'll be mad by halftime, so I'll be home. Because she doesn't have ESPN. So I'm like, I'll only make it to halftime before I get ticked off. And I'm like, wow, like, this going. could be a game. And they're playing the well. Patriots, yeah, they? they beat the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, like, things are going good. And I'm like. That's awesome. Yes. So we Was can this her all... first game of the season? Huh? Was this her first game? Is that a joke? <laughs> no. Are you, is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> the for NFL a while. season has been going on for a while. Okay, so why is this such a surprise? Because they've never won, like ever. Uh, uh, the Patriots. The, the are Bears have team. had a struggle okay. over these past few years of being consistently decent, and they're two and four. Okay, and they, they've just flat out said, like, we're rebuilding, so we're getting rid of people, and even trading way good people. And if we lose this entire year, nobody cares. And I mean, I think they care. Right. You know, so when they go against the Patriots, who for the last two weeks have been just killing people. Well, and the Patriots have always So you're saying this. it doesn't say much for the Patriots. That's what you're saying. Uh, yeah. If they got crashed, you know, smashed by the Bears. Yes. If you got beat by uh, the Bears, somebody better look up. Or <laughs> or it just says they've gotten really the good. The Bears have turned the corner. Yeah. yeah. That's Maybe that's saying. it. I hope they'd have. Oh, I mean, I know. Yeah. there was nothing better as the best weekend ever comeback. because the Packers got beat. Three times, Bears, three games in a row. No, right? I know. Like, they lost three games in a row. I know. It's the best yeah. thing ever. And the Bears <laughs> won. Yeah. So for all the Packers fans, yeah. 
And now the Bears fans win. So, again, thanks for joining us. And again, thanks you guys that are out there that are either watching or listening. Just remember, so we're trying to expand our influence. So yes. one of the ways that you can help us is if you go on and you, when Jenny puts out a clip with Michael's podcast and you see it online, share it with other people. We'd yeah. love for you to be able to share it. Uh, because remember, the one of the big reasons that we switched up the podcast is we want you to relationally get to know the other people of the church. So it's an opportunity if you're out there and you're listening, take the time. You know how we talked about selfishness? Yeah. You know, some people are like, well, I don't know. And well, you should just listen because it's good to get to know people. Right. Right. And right. so we'd love for you to listen, love for you to share it. If you're on YouTube, Make sure that you comment. You know, we'd love to hear your comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it gives us more of an opportunity for a reach. So make sure you go out there and you comment on the podcast, put questions on them. Jenny will be following up with you to yeah. be able to address them or to be able to have that conversation. Because again, we think long term, we believe this, that this forum podcast right. have done a significant change in the world today, you know, where people get tidbits or people learn from people and take that wisdom and change the things that are going on in life. So we'd love to be a part of that. And again, love to be a part of that journey. So again, thanks everybody for joining us and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.